Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in Chicago. My name is Pastor Joel Hess, and it's my privilege to talk about Jesus and the hope and the peace we have in Him. Uh, please enjoy the following message, and if you like, uh, support the mission of God here in this area by going to our webpage, stjames-lutheran.org. man came to seek and to save what was lost. In Jesus' name, amen. So today we observe All Saints Day. It's actually the day after Halloween. Halloween really is All Hallows Eve, or as we'd say in English, All Saints Eve, All Saints Day follows that. It started out though, uh, right Right off, early in the church, uh, men or women would be killed because they were Christian, because they wouldn't be quiet, because they wouldn't recant what they believe, and they would be uh, killed for that. You call them martyrs, um, witnesses to the faith. And so the church community, the local community, the family of God that knew them, they would gather and celebrate uh, their death uh, every year. And remember that they're okay, that they will see them again. And also, I suppose, use them as role models. Well, really quickly, <laughs> the calendar filled up with people who died because they were Christian, because of persecution. And so uh, early on, it was decided, let's have at least one day where all those saints that we haven't mentioned, those wonderful heroes in the faith, we can have one day at least to get them all. And so that's where All Saints Day came from, just a practical, a practical idea. And over time, this went from celebrating and remembering those who are role models in the faith to this idea that there are some who did enough good works that immediately when they died, by God's grace, went right to heaven. And the rest of us poor schmucks, we uh, don't get out of here so easily. We need to serve our temporal punishment in a place called purgatory. What does it mean to be a saint? That's, that's really why Reformation Day, that's why Luther did those 95 theses on All Saints' Eve. Because that was the question. What does it mean to be a saint? What does saint mean? What do you think it means? What do you think it means to be a saint? Usually you hear grandma say, oh, that Johnny, he's such a saint, right? We use that kind of language all the time, right? Boy, that boy's a saint. That girl, she is a saint. And when we say that, what do we mean? They do good things. They're really nice. They're good people. Oh, they are saints. We use it all the time, right? And literally, that's what it means. From the Greek, it literally is, could be translated, a better translation would be righteous person. That's what it means. And the English, just for some reason, we use this word saint. I don't know where the word saint comes from. Oh, sante, holy, probably. That's exactly where it comes from. A holy person. And we think of a holy person, we think of a person that does good things. So the question is, oh, we also know from the Bible, only saints go to heaven. Only saints get to enter those gates and stand before God. If you are not a saint, you can't stand before God. So do you feel there might be a problem in your life? <laughs> are you a saint? 
Jesus visits a saint today. It's a saint you might be familiar with, and it's a saint you might actually recognize in your own life. Zacchaeus. Anybody know the story of Zacchaeus? I'm so excited to preach about this. This is the first time, I think, you can write this down, that I've got to preach about Zacchaeus. Because I know the song when I was a kid, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. You know the song? He climbed up on a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And then, I don't know, it goes out anyhow. Linda, Mrs. Rungi back there, she probably knows the song, right? So Zacchaeus, uh, we're told Jesus goes into Jericho. Uh, Jericho is like what at the time was one of the major cities for Rome, the Roman rule in, uh, in Israel. And it was a major city where uh, functions of the government would occur. One of them would be taxing the people. Okay, a headquarters for tax collectors. So Jesus goes into Jericho, Luke says. And uh, he's, he's on his way though, as usual, as we know, where's he going? To Jerusalem. That's where Jesus is always going. That's where every sermon should go to, by the way. Every sermon should go to Jerusalem, right? Where he dies and rises for us. So he comes into Jerusalem as he approached, uh, I'm sorry, and uh, a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. Uh, He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. Well, sounds good. As you should know by now, hopefully, a tax collector is a corrupt person and it's a person who is a traitor to his own country, right? So a tax collector, by definition, now the, 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 the job's not bad or wrong, although I think the Jews might think it was back then. But basically, you're someone who's collecting money from the Roman pagan government, taking it from your brothers and sisters of Abraham. So you have to kind of sell out a little bit to be a tax collector. You basically said, I'm going to get rich off this, so I'm just going to have to leave my family of fellow sons and daughters of Abraham because I'm going to make some money. So they were not esteemed because of that. They made a lot of money and they made it not just by doing their job, but just like our politicians, skimming off the top. I'm sorry. Did I go too far there? I apologize. Where do your tax dollars go? Anyhow, same sort of thing though. Worse, okay, like the mafia in Las Vegas, right? All the winnings, some for me, some for the company, etc. You keep two books. That's what they did. Everybody knew it. And they were wealthy, and they were pompous, and everybody saw it. So they did well for themselves. They weren't the lonely widow, or they weren't the prostitute. In fact, pr- frankly, probably people kind of wish they sort of had what those tax collectors had. And to make themselves feel good, you put them down all the time. Oh, at least I'm not a tax collector. So here's Zacchaeus, well-known in the village, not respected. And what does Luke say? Who did he want to see? He wants to see Jesus. I think this is fascinating right here. Of all people, this guy wants to see Jesus. That should surprise you. And to me, I think of people where you might think people that are absolutely outside of Christianity. Outside of respectable people. 
and maybe they're successful or whatever, but they're the last person that you think will be interested in Jesus. I confidently believe from my own experience that everybody is actually interested in Jesus and wants to see him. And this is why. Zacchaeus, it doesn't mean he was a believer, but what had Zacchaeus heard? All these miracles. I mean, if you didn't know nothing about nothing, you knew this Jesus was doing miracles. You weren't a Jew. You weren't a believer. You didn't care about your salvation. You figured you're far gone, like Zacchaeus probably thought. You're going to want to see this Jesus just for a show. And I confidently believe your neighbors, people that you think aren't interested in Christianity, sold themselves out for the pleasures of the world are curious about Jesus. And deep down inside are curious about Jesus. And the question is, is St. James going to do what Jesus does here? So not only does Zacchaeus get curious, he's also short, and there's a lot of good sort of Trump jokes and, uh, you know, the guy that has the Corvette jokes, right? He's making up for his Napoleonic uh, situation here, right? Short guy. Anybody follow me on this one? Short fellow. Now he's, uh, you know, very extravagant in all the stuff that he buys. Anyhow, not that Trump's short. He's fairly tall. So he can't see because of the crowd, which I think is also kind of, I, I've been trying to squeeze something out of this. Is this his life? You know, is he maybe his whole life has been making up for his short size, making up for his discrepancy. And so he collects and he works hard and he's the best of the best, all the while making up for the emptiness inside himself. He can't see Jesus, so he, this guy, this wealthy fellow, he does something a little ridiculous. I would love to see any adult male here climb a tree at a parade. You'd feel dumb, right? That's what the kids do. And here's Zacchaeus doing that. He really wants to see Jesus. So here's this guy making kind of a fool out of himself. He runs ahead. He climbs a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. He doesn't care about his reputation. It doesn't mean he's a believer. It doesn't mean he's some great guy all of a sudden. It's just this Jesus is just kind of boggling his mind. He needs to see what all the scuttlebutt is about. And so he's focused on that. So he climbs this tree and Jesus reaches the spot. He looks up and he says to him, Zacchaeus, Come down immediately. I'm staying at your house today. He goes from being a fool. He goes from being a despised person, that the last person you would think Jesus would want to hang out with. He goes from being the, the nut who's up in the tree. And Jesus not only brings him down, addresses him personally, but is going to go and stay at his house. No questions asked. Jesus does not do this because he saw something in Zacchaeus' heart. He doesn't do it because Zacchaeus made some sort of penance or was proving that he was a believer or made up for anything. Jesus goes to Zacchaeus' house only because he chooses to 
Satan chooses to go to this guy's house and give him hope and peace. Has absolutely nothing to do with Zacchaeus. Very important. Right? Now, do you see anywhere where it has anything to do with Zacchaeus? And all the people saw this, and what did they do? This is the theme of chapter 17, 18, and 19 of Luke. It's the same thing over and over and over. They see Jesus going there, and they grumble among themselves, just like you would too. He's gone to be a guest of a sinner, meaning an unrepentant, living in sin person. Not a person that screws up once in a while, but a person who's publicly sinned, He's publicly done wrong. He is a bad guy. Who is this Jesus? What the heck is he doing? Zacchaeus stands up. We don't know what, how this goes along, by the way. So, so Jesus is there. They're probably eating and drinking or whatever. People are muttering because you can see because they, they weren't inside. Especially Zacchaeus with a very expensive house. He's probably eating outside because he wants people to see who he's keeping company with. That's how it worked back then. And so everyone can see, here is Jesus eating with this Larry Flint. Right? Hugh Hefner. That's what it is. Kanye West. <laughs> Zacchaeus stands up and says to the Lord, after Jesus came to his house, look, look here, I'm going to give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay back four times the amount. And Jesus says to him, today salvation has come to this house. Because this man too... is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. And Zacchaeus was lost. And Jesus finds him not by waiting for Zacchaeus to come over to him, but Jesus is the one that went to Jericho. Jesus is the one to went to Zacchaeus' own home. And I bet he didn't go in there and just start yapping about how bad Zacchaeus is to point out all his sins. I bet he came and just hung out. This is the gospel. And Jesus says, salvation has come to this house, meaning Zacchaeus is saved. Within a second, it all happened, all at once. No probationary period. Zacchaeus does not say, I will give up all these things in order to be loved by God, or hopefully this will get me into heaven. It's clearly a response and a glad one to what he has been given by Jesus, that God has visited even his house. And in response to that, Zacchaeus comes up with this idea, not stipulated by the church, not penance, because he wanted to. Because he now sees he has everything in Jesus. This is what it means to be a saint. This is why we can say at this point, Zacchaeus is a saint, not because he does good or made up for the bad he did, but because Jesus made him holy 
by being with him, by forgiving him all of his sins and giving him hope. That's what it means to be a saint. You see, Paul says in chapter 3 of Romans and in Philippians chapter 3 and in Colossians chapter 3, actually they're all threes, every single letter he says the same thing, that a righteousness, a sainthood has been revealed that has nothing to do with the law or doing good or being good. A righteousness has been revealed from heaven that comes from believing in Jesus who God has sent. Period. Jew, Greek, doesn't matter who you are, Paul says. All are sinners. All have fallen short of the glory of God and are justified, that is made right, that is made into a saint by his grace. Zacchaeus, at that second, become a saint. Right there. Is absolutely disconnected to anything he had done in the past or in the future. That's so important. Now, Zacchaeus seeing God loves even him produces a good work, absolutely. But Zacchaeus is doing this because he's been given sainthood for free. Are you a saint? Are you a saint? Just like those kids, look at each other and say, Hello, Saint, uh, whatever, Saint Joey, how are you doing? Are you a saint? It's just like Halloween, right? It's the same thing. That's why I love about Halloween. It's really what we are as Christians. Jesus comes to our house, gives us his clothing, his good works. We, in God's eyes, he can't tell the difference. He sees his son when he looks at us. I love what the, one of our little girls said. You look like what? What did she say? You look like God. Let, it's not going to my head. But I'm going to let it go to my head and it should go to your head. We are given Christ's sainthood. When God sees us, he sees his son. We're dressed up in his righteous robes. His resurrected robes. It's insane. But it's true. Because Jesus not only went and visited Zacchaeus' house. And people said, oh my gosh, look, he's eating with sinners. Oh, you haven't seen nothing yet. Christ leaves that home and he starts walking to Jerusalem. And next thing you know, he's not just hanging with sinners. He's hanging up in the air as a sinner with sinners. Gladly for you and for me and for Zacchaeus. Because on the cross, he takes our unrighteous, filthy works and clothing. And in baptism, gives us his. Praise God. That should give you every day. Look in the mirror and you see your sinful self and it's healthy to do that. But then you remember you are clothed with Christ. You are baptized. You've been given everything in Jesus. That should put a little skip in your step. A little confidence for the day that you are a saint in Christ, forgiven, and will rise again. And not only for yourself, but those who have gone before you. There is no waiting time. It's not because of what you do. Those that died in faith in Jesus, no matter how many times they came to church or how good of a Christian they were, I know it's insane. You're going to be really surprised when you get up there. We can have peace when we think about those we love. 
not because of their good life, which I hate, by the way, when we do funerals and we call it celebration of life. I know maybe you've done it before. <laughs> a funeral, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way, at home, etc. But man, a funeral in a church is celebrating the life we've been given in Jesus. Because that's our hope. That allows us to dry our tears when we leave the gravesite. Is knowing that Christ was good for that person. And that Christ visited that person's home. And that Christ made that person a saint. And we'll see them again. Happy All Saints Day. Treat each other like saints. And look for Zacchaeuses out there. That are curious. Don't judge them by their life. Visit them. And tell them about this crazy God who loves them. In Jesus' name, amen.